0: And shalom. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim show on Tuesday, May the 23rd, 2023. Yes, May is about behind us. Yes, it is. And today, well, it's Teacher's Tuesday. But first, a word from our master.
1: And now from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, The Transition of the Church. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer.
0: Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard. I have a few announcements I want to make. First of all, I want to remind each of you that sundown Thursday night this week begins Shavuot. Yes, sundown Thursday night begins Shavuot, and uh, all day Friday is Shavuot, Friday night, Prophet uh, Mark will be having a Shavuot uh, service at 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern Time, and uh, be sure and tune in to that, and today we're going to finish up our study about Shavuot. And uh, but I also want to remind you that we do have a Wednesday uh, a service that is available on our YouTube channel, Jewish Prophet. We have Blog Talk Radio available five days a week, and um, that's always that's always exciting. And you know, I I, um, I know that a lot of you listen to it, and. Uh, Every once in a while, shoot us an email and let us know. You know, uh, with Prophet Mark's service or or with with blog services, if, if something ministers to you special, let us know. That would be that would be awesome. Well, Shavuot, Shavuot is a Levitical feast. It's one of the three feasts that God commanded that the males go to Jerusalem because that's where the temple was. That was the place that he had chosen. David was born on Shavuot. David died on Shavuot. Yeshua prayed all night on Shavuot. He chose his apostles on Shavuot. He delivered the sermon on the Mount on Shavuot. The Holy Ghost was sent on Shavuot. Paul reaffirmed the law on Shavuot. Ruth was is red because of the harvest that was then at Shavuot. Everything that has ever happened to Israel and ever will happen to Israel will happen according in accordance, excuse me, to one of these great feasts. This is the way that God does things. Messiah will come on one of these feasts. During Shavuot, the custom is to decorate your home with plants and flowers, and I I've always the honeysuckle is is in bloom at this time, and and here in the Midwest, and so I usually I usually like to bring in the honeysuckle because it smells good, and it makes the house smell like chavot, because that that's the only time I bring in the honeysuckle is, is for shavote. so that that's always uh, fun to do. You bake two loaves of bread for the wave loaves. And those loaves of bread are baked with 16 cups. That's eight cups apiece for those loaves of bread. That's a lot of flour, cups a piece. So 16 cups, you make this huge amount of dough, split it in half, braid it up. And these, piece, these loaves fit on a cookie sheet. They're like 21 inches long, 12 inches wide, and about 4 inches tall. They're huge loaves. Shavuot is a Shabbat. There's no work on Shavuot. A festive meal is ate, and that meal is usually a dairy meal. I have, I have a menu that I have, have done for Shavuot for years uh, now. We light the candles on Shavuot. We bless our children. The children learn the Ten Commandments. We read the book of Ruth, and we have a holy convocation. Now, the readings that you need to do on Shavuot that are usually done during the Shavuot service are the book of Ruth, the Psalms 113, 114, 115, 116, 117, and Psalms 118. That is the custom. The first Pentecost at Mount Sinai, the commandments were given. The Pentecost after Christ had risen and ascended, the Holy Ghost was given. The first Pentecost was 50 days from the crossing of the Red Sea. The Pentecost after Christ's ascension was 50 days from his resurrection. The law of Yahweh was written in stone at Mount Sinai. The law of Yahweh was written in our hearts at Shavuot after Christ ascended. 3,000 were slain at Mount Sinai and 3,000 were saved at Pentecost after Christ. The letter of the law and Mount Sinai, the spirit of the law, at Shavuot after Christ died. That is our better covenant. That is our better covenant. We, God said, I will write my law on their heart, not on a piece of stone, but on their hearts. And they won't have to ask their neighbor because they will know. They will know it, it would be ingrained in them. So Shavuot, it's a time of bringing your first fruits to the Lord. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter three, verse nine through ten. Proverbs three, nine through ten. Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of thine increase. Show sail their barns be filled with plenty, and thy presence shall burst with new wine. So here is a promise. We are to bring our first fruits of our increase. This is a promise from God. Right now I have I have as uh, for is, is the produce. I have strawberries, I have asparagus, we have peas. We have some brassicas. We have kale and, and uh, ra- uh, spinach. We also have radishes. All of these are first fruits that are, are growing in, in, in my garden right now. We are to bring the first fruits of our increase unto God. And he, this is a promise that he made. And when God makes a promise, He backed that promise up with his word. And he said, if you will honor him with your substance, that would be your tithe that you would give. And with the first fruits of your increase. And then he said, he told us what it was that was his side of the bargain. He said, you do that. You do that. He said, then your barns will be filled with plenty. Your barns will be filled with plenty. And your presses will burst with new wine. Now I always loved it because Prophet used to read scriptures like this, and then he'd say, well, what's the opposite of that? What if you don't honor God with your substance? What if you don't bring your first fruits of your increase to him? Well, your barns are not going to be filled with plenty. Your barns are going to be be empty. You're always going to be needing more. You're always going to not have enough. And your presses are not going to burst with new wine. You're not going to have the new opportunities that you would like to have. It's not going to be there. not going to be there. So this is a promise. And God never makes a promise unless there's an actual place to succeed and there's an actual place to fail. And many, many today fail. They fail. Because why? Because they don't know Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. They don't understand that God said to do this. They've been taught wrong. They've been deceived. And yet Yeshua said, let no man deceive you. And yet many. Many, 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 the majority of Bible-believing Christians do not know to keep this festival. They don't know to keep it, and they don't know how. 1 Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15: 20 through 24. "But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. And Adam, because of Adam, for all is, for, it, excuse me, for as in Adam all die." That's verse 22. Verse 22 of 1 Corinthians 15. For as in Adam all die. God said, Adam, you can eat the fruit of all this garden except for one tree. And he said, "If you eat of that fruit, you will die. God intended for man to live forever. And Adam sinned. And sometimes we point a finger and we say, well, wait till I get to heaven. I'm going to talk to Adam and Eve. Let me tell you something. We would have done the same thing. For all have sinned. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For that an Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. You and I have been made alive in Christ. But every man in his own order, Christ the fruits; afterwards they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall put down all rule, all authority, and all power. We know the end. And God, the throne. God is going to be in charge. He's going to be in charge. The first fruit then Yeshua was able to complete that which he came on earth to do. He got it done. He did it. He did it. He died. He became the sacrificial lamb from Passover. And then he rose from the dead and he's alive. And he gave us life. He stole back the keys of death and the grave. He stole them back. He overcame Satan and darkness and he brought life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 19. Exodus chapter 19, we're going to start in verse 1. In the third month, when the children of Israel had gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they to the wilderness of Sinai, for they were departed from Rephidim and were coming to the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness, and there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto God and the Lord called him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shall I say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I bare you on evil's wings and brought you to myself. And he says, Moses, I want you to tell the people that they have seen this. Now, therefore... God says you saw this, now if you will obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you will be a peculiar treasure, it's going to take obeying God's voice, it's going to take keeping his covenant for you to be a peculiar treasure. Why is it a peculiar treasure? Because the majority aren't keeping the covenant. Because the majority aren't listening to his voice and obeying. You will be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak, unto the children of Israel. And Moses came, called all the elders of the people, and laid before their faces all these words that the Lord had commanded him. So Moses went down and told them. And listen to what they said. Listen to what they said. And all the people answered together, and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, and that the people may hear when I speak with thee and believe thee forever. He's like, Moses, I want the people to believe you that I speak with you. And Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, go into the people, sanctify them today, tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes and be ready against the third day. For the third day, the Lord will come down. Wow. will come down in the sight of all the people on Mount Sinai. And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves that you do not go up into the mount or touch the border it. Whosoever touches the mount shall surely be put to death. They were going to get to see and hear God speak to Moses, and yet there was restriction. There shall not be a hand touch it, but he shall surely be stoned, shot through, whether it be beast or a man. And it shall not live when the trumpet soundeth long, they shall come up to the mount. So God gave a warning. The presence of God has a certain amount of danger for those who are not covered. takes the covering of the blood that went on the doorposts and the lentils in Egypt when the death angel passed over. Firstborn of the Egyptians, animals and the people died. But because of the covering, Israel's firstborn did not. Here we're seeing another scenario getting ready to take place. God is about to appear. He's about to make his presence known. He's about to set Moses up in a position that the people will absolutely understand that he speaks to him because they're going to get to hear it. The old sage's Torah was delivered at Mount Sinai in 70 language. uh, to all the nations. And God appeared in a tongue of fire that went forth from the stone tablets that Moses had in his hand. Each of the children of Israel, and it asked, would they accept the covenant? And when they answered, it went back and helped carve the stone. Genesis 46, 26 and 27. All the souls that came out of Jacob unto Egypt, which shall come out of his loins, besides Jacob's sons' wives, all souls were threescore and six. And the sons of Joseph that were born to him are two souls. All the souls of the house of Jacob which came out of Egypt were three score and ten. That's 70. Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32, seven and nine. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, he will show thee thy elders, and they will tell thee. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. And how many was that? Seventy. 70. Turn to Acts, chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost, through 5, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there was a sound from heaven as a rushing, mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues. Unfamiliar? Remember what the sages said? There appeared to them coven tongues like fire, and it sat on each of them. So those sages, that wasn't so strange after all, was it? And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began, (coughs) pardon me, to speak in tongues. The Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling Jerusalem Jews devout men out of every nation under heaven. 70 languages. God was about to do something new. He was beginning, bringing the Rahakadish to the earth. He was bringing the Rahakadish to the earth. <coughs> Back up to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Verse 1 through 9. Former treaties have I made, O Theopolis of all that Yeshua began both to do and teach until the day which he was taken up after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion for many infallible proofs being seen of them for 40 days. Now remember Shavuot comes 50 days after Passover, seven weeks. And he was seen of them for 40 days, speaking the things of God pertaining to the kingdom of God. That means we only have 10 days left to Shavuot. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, Wilt thou at this time rescore again the kingdom of Israel? They were all set on him, delivering them from the Roman government. We get carnal ideas. We get carnal ideas, you know? But God looks at the big picture. And Yeshua didn't come to set up his throne the first time. That's reserved for the second coming. And he said, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, let me tell you something. Those 12 disciples 11 disciples. They didn't have that power before then. They ran like scared rabbits when Yeshua was taken. They were all afraid, we're going to die. They didn't believe in the resurrection. The Bible says that Yeshua came and Upbraided them For their unbelief In the resurrection But now Yeshua is saying You're going to receive power After the Holy Ghost Has come upon you Did they receive that power Yes they did And we read about it In most of the New Testament We read about miracles Healings raising from the dead, people getting saved. I mean, thousands being brought into the kingdom in one day. They received the power. They received the power. And you shall be witnesses to me both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. Verse 12, verse 14, we're still in Acts 1. Then returned they to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olivet, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up to the upper room where there abode Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alpheus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas the brother of James. And these all continued in one accord, in prayer and supplication, with the women, and Mary, the mother of Yeshua, and with Yeshua's brother. Acts 2, chapter 2, verse 1 through 21. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all in one place, in one accord. Why? It was Shavuot. It was Shavuot. They were covenant keepers. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. Now we've already read this scripture, so we're going to skip down. To verse 14 no 12 and so everyone could hear their own language and they began they were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another what meaneth this others mocked have you been mocked for your experiences with God Others mock saying these men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, Ye men of Judea, and all you that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you. Be this known unto you. hearken unto my words for these are not drunken as you suppose seeing it is but the third hour of the day but this is that which was spoken by the prophet joel it shall come to pass in the last day saith god i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. And on my servants and my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. smoke, excuse me. And the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the Lord shall be saved. In Exodus, there was thunder, smoke, fire when God gave Torah. Peter is talking about the end times here. This hasn't happened yet. This was this Shavuot that, that in act was the giving of the you know, to the earth. He gave them power, but that prophecy in the Job that will happen, and we are the recipients of it. Say hallelujah, hallelujah. But let me remind you, let me remind you, at Mount Sinai, there was thunder, there was smoke, there was fire, and there was danger. God said, if you touch the mount, you will be killed. Stoned or pierced through. Because I am a holy God. Prophet used to say we live in dangerous, perilous times. Do you know why? Because we can lose our salvation. We can lose our eternal life with him. The Bible says that the beast will have a mark. And that mark, if you don't have it, you're not going to be able to buy. You're not going to be able to sell. But if you take the mark, you lose your salvation. Darkness was just practicing these past three years Darkness was just seeing there were places where you couldn't go to go to to certain stores unless you were vaccinated and how many people lined up to get vaccinated Darkness was planting the seed. You can't work unless you're vaccinated. Darkness was planting the seed. Darkness was saying, can I get by with this? Can I get by with this? There was danger at Mount Sinai. There will be danger in this end times. You better know how to hear the voice of God. You better know how to keep his covenant. You better know what is the mark of the beast and what isn't. Acts chapter 7, Acts 7, 37 through 40. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you and your brother. Like unto me, him shall you hear. God raised up a prophet. God raised up a prophet. He did. This is he that is in the church in the wilderness with the angel that spake to him in the Mount Sinai and with our fathers who received the lively oracles unto us, to whom our fathers would not obey. They received the laws. They received the commandments and they wouldn't obey him. Are we any different today? But they thrust Moses from them and in their hearts, see God looks at your heart. They turned back to Egypt. They turned back to what was familiar. They turned back. To the slavery, the bondage that they had been in their hearts. They said, we should have stayed in Egypt. This is too hard. Moses, did you bring us out here to die? We liked the food in Egypt. In their hearts. Remember when prophets said that God allowed him to see the hearts. He was an evangelist and he was going to different churches. And God would allow him to see the hearts of people. And then 99% their hearts were black. Their hearts were We have to have pure hearts. The Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. We have to have a pure heart. Verse 40, saying to Aaron, make us gods to go before us. The very first commandment was thou shalt have no other gods before me and they said yes and the tongues of fire went back and carved in stone and now they've asked Aaron make us gods to go before us for for this Moses Put us out of the land of Egypt We want not what has become of him. He was up there on Mount Sinai for 40 days. You're like, we don't know where he's at. You ever been waiting on somebody? You ever been waiting on somebody to come? You ever been waiting on a package to arrive? You ever been waiting on, on you know, like maybe you've planned a vacation and you're waiting on that vacation to come You start counting down the days? Moses went up to the mount. They didn't know how long he's going to be up there. He's up there for 40 days. We don't know what happened to him. That thing's rumbling and smoking. And, well, he may be dead. Aaron, make us some God. Moses was given that leadership by God. God gave lively articles with signs and wonders, thunder, fire, and smoke. To Moses and Shemok. Acts
1: 15, 20, I'm sorry. Acts 20, verse
0: 16. And Paul had determined to sail to Ephesus. Acts 20, because he would not spend time in Asia for he hastened if it were possible for him to be at Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. Shavuot. Paul kept the covenant. Paul kept the covenant. 1 Corinthians sixteen two through 9. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him. Now listen. On the first day of the week, let everyone lay by him in store as God has prospered him that there be no gathering when I come. Paul is instructing them how to save up so they have an offering. And when I come, whomsoever you shall approve by your letters, then will I send to bring your liberation unto Jerusalem. And if it be meet that I go also, they shall go with me. Now I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia, for I do pass through Macedonia. And it may be that I will abide, yea, winter with you, that you may bring me on my journey withsoever I go. For I... Will not see you now, by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you, if the Lord permit. But I tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost, Shavuot. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Pentecost. Shavuot, a time that God set up, a time that is to be, is to be celebrated. Jeremiah thirty-one. Behold, the days come, says the Lord, I will sow the house of Israel. And the house of Judah with the seed of man and with the seed of beast. And it shall come to pass like I have watched over them to pluck up, to break down, to throw down, to destroy, to afflict. So will I watch over them to build and to plant, says the Lord. That is what a prophet does. Those of you that have been part of this ministry, you can say that when prophet, when you first came, prophet took you to the point that you wasn't even sure of your salvation. He tore down. He destroyed. He afflicted. And he would say, if you will hang around long enough, I'll begin to build. I remember when I first come. Like I said, I've been saved, saved since I was 11, gone to church my whole life, got filled with the Holy Ghost in my, in my, uh, around uh, 25 years old. I was a Methodist pastor's wife, studied my Bible, prayed, came to Prophet Deckard's ministry. And I got to the point where I wasn't sure what I knew. It was like I had this spiritual wall built up. And Prophet came in with his bulldozer and knocked that thing down. But let me tell you what. He didn't throw away the block of the fence of the wall. He piled them over in a corner. And he began to build a foundation, a solid foundation. And he would begin to build, and he would begin to teach. And as I would hang around, all of a sudden he would teach something, and I'd go, wait a minute. I remember that building block, and I'd run over to that pile, and I'd pull that block out of that pile and dust it off, and I'd say, is this what we're learning? And he'd say, yes. And this is where it goes in your spiritual wall. And when he got done building, there were some of those blocks that were worthless. They were wrong teaching, wrong believing. But there were some of those blocks that were correct. But you have to endure the prophet. Tearing down your wall You have to get to the point That you just don't know That you know anything About God And it will come to pass That I have watched over them To pluck up To break down To throw down That is God's way he has got to get all the gunk out of our lives, all the spirit of religion, the spirit of Jezebel, the pride. He has to pull that out of us, the arrogancy. Said, I'll throw it out, I'll destroy it. But I will watch over and I will build and I will plant. Hallelujah. in those days, they shall say no more, the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. But everyone will die for his own iniquity. For every man that eats sour grapes, his teeth will be set on edge. You sin, you'll, you'll, you'll suffer the consequences. Behold, the day comes, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant. That's what happened to Shavuot. I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. not According to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break. Oh, I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this covenant shall be that I will make into the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts; Write it in their heart. And I will be their God and they will be my people. God wrote his law on your heart inside of you. It draws you. It drew you to Yeshua. It drew you to get saved. It drew you to get filled with the Holy Ghost. It drew you to Prophet Deckard to begin to celebrate Shabbat and keep the covenant. That is the covenant that God made. It's in your heart, and it happened that day in Jerusalem at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit came. The law is in our hearts. The law is in our hearts. Shavuot. What an exciting time. What an exciting festival. To think that God gave us his living oracle. God gave us his law, what he wanted us to do. He said, I want you to be willing and obedient. I want you to listen to my voice. I want you to obey it. And I want you to keep. My covenant, and that's the reason why, whenever you sin, your conscience, your spirit man, jumps up and down unless you've seared it, and if you' seared it, you need to repent. You need to go back if it's there. it's there. Let's pray. Thanks, Thank you, Father. She Shikala makahayatiya sheho. shekabahabeo. Karete karete eo. Karete karete eo. Ishabaka kahay. Ishabah kahay. Kulabadili God loves you. God has a plan for your life. God wants you to prosper and be in health. And he set up, He set it up so you could. But you have to quit locking your knees and digging your heels in. You have to become willing and obedient, and then He will bless you. You will be a peculiar treasure to him. Ye, go to. Ye, go to Father. Minister to their hearts. Minister to them. Open their eyes that they can see what needs to change in their lives. Thank you, Father. There's somebody today, God wants to heal. You've you, you got something going on with your feet, and God wants to heal that. Yeah, Put your hands on your feet. Yeah, If anyone else have anything you need God to to heal today, put your hand there. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Eshay. Yeshe Yessha In the mighty name of Yeshua, I speak healing. I command the healing I command it to go forth. Satan I command. You take your lying symptoms off of their body. Yay! Yay! Yay. Shikaha. I send forth the angels, Father, to cause the healing to manifest. Kori be In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. So be it. So be it. Now you do something you haven't been able to do. Do something. Move around. Thank the Lord. Thank him and praise him for touching and healing you. And remember, with God, all things.